Oh, baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Most podcast where we're now down to the sweet 16, 16 teams left to play for the national championship, and we're going to be recapping what happened this last four days and then talking about what we think is going to happen in the sweet 16. That's right. So we're we're getting closer now, two weekends away. It's kind of it's kind of like a, a just a depressing thing, though, because you look so excited for, like, the opening round tournament, you know, the first two rounds, all the excitement, and now you're like, oh, now we're down to 16. And yeah. Just, it's kind of like, wow. It's disappointing when you have less and less games. <laughs> yeah. It's because you want to see more and more, but at the same time, uh, I mean, it's obviously more pressure-filled, I guess. Yeah. Even though it sounds pretty, pre- it sounds like a lot of pressure if I was playing in it. In the round of 64, you know, tie game late in the game, I'd still be extremely nervous, as let alone, like, a Final Four. Well, when we last left you, it was Sunday afternoon. Ohio State was struggling against Villanova, kind of made it a game at, at the end to the last couple minutes. But the bottom line is, basically every number one seed probably, well, without question, could have lost this weekend. And to be honest with you, probably more should have lost. I mm-hmm. mean, let's be honest. Baylor, we already talked a little bit about Baylor, North Carolina on Sunday. Like, Baylor just got manhandled. And in the last 10 minutes, North Carolina kind of throws up and – Obviously, Baylor did end up losing. Gonzaga, like you just said a few minutes ago. They were down 10 to Memphis. Yeah. Timmy, with the mustache, basically saved Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, without question, it showed you Memphis and the athletes that they have. Because, to be honest with you, they definitely looked more athletic than Gonzaga. I think Memphis Mm -hmm. just was too young. Like, they're too raw to win. Gonzaga, kind of veteran. They play sound. Well, it looks like the second half, um, I got to watch, I would say, almost the entire second half. Gonzaga played at their pace. They played the way they wanted to. They were the aggressor, um, and they just had that momentum going. And I felt like they kept saying, "If I don't know if you watched it, but they just kept saying like Penny Hardaway needed to call timeout, needed to well, call yeah, timeout. They, they never didn't, kept. They just wouldn't take him. Just them. taking those home with them. I yeah. understand he had so, three of them, and the the tide had definitely turned. Yeah, and I mean, not that a timeout would have maybe made the difference, but it could have at least slowed the momentum. Yeah, well, you got guys like Timmy who's. I mean, he's not a senior, but he's basically a senior. He's been on the front stage for quite some time. Um, you just got a bunch of guys in Gonzaga, at Gonzaga, that have been kind of battle-tested. I mean, Holmgren is obviously a freshman, but um, he's been in the limelight since he was probably 16, so I don't think there's anything new to him. Where Kentucky, I mean, not Kentucky, Memphis, um, kind of has more guys that are younger that are kind of, they, they get affected more by the momentum than I would say Gonzaga was. And then the second half, you could just tell the momentum was with them, the crowd was with them. Yeah, I mean, and, and they needed kind of, they needed just a timeout to maybe slow down Gonzaga, get them out of their rhythm. And uh, they just didn't, they, Memphis, Penny Hardaway didn't take a timeout. He I'm didn't do anything. That scared me because it reminded me of last year's Baylor championship game where Gonzaga, to me, Memphis had the better basketball athletes yeah. on that team. Oh, well, yeah, you're not disagreeing I mean, with that. I think Penny's got a great team, and Memphis is going to be a team to look out for, but it scares me when Gonzaga runs up against some of these more athletic teams, and I don't know, maybe none of these teams are as athletic because I think we kind of got some weird teams in the Sweet 16, so maybe it's setting up perfect for Gonzaga. And then Arizona, the game was on too late. I was too tired to stay up. I mean, I don't think it started until after 10 o'clock on the East. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Bottom line is, though, TCU basically probably should have beat them. There was a weird play at the end of the game. Then it went to overtime. But Arizona really got outplayed in that game. If you read everything about it, see some of the highlights, again, they probably should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Kansas, Creighton had their best player out who <sighs> injured his leg or something in the previous game. And with a minute and 10 seconds to go, Creighton had the ball down one, 
and just a horrible pass by a veteran player on their team, and um, it went back for a lay-in, and Kansas went up three with a minute to go, and it kind of just from there was over. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a, uh, a round of 32 where basically every number one seed without question could have lost. probably should have lost. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I think that speaks to what we've been saying, though, for weeks on this show. Like, parity reigns, and we got 16 teams left, and I'm going to be dead honest with you, maybe all but one of them can win the national championship. I mean, I, I know nobody's going to like Miami to win the national championship, but we're only the playing. team that's getting hot. That's yeah, all that matters. You just got to get hot when one it comes game. to the um, end of the year. But anyway, so that's kind of our thoughts on the number one seeds. And, um, and I mean, I didn't really watch much of the Miami-Auburn game, but they were winning, it seemed like, pretty much the whole the game. Yeah, they jumped so, the I mean, it's not like they just, like, went on this big run. I mean, they just kind of slow and steady won the game. I don't really think but there's anything more convincing than that. When we talked on Sunday, we talked about that game even ahead of time, like yeah. Auburn having a chance to lose. Like, they could yeah. win, we said, on the road, um, and they can't shoot the three. Yeah. And somehow Miami kind of just kind of choked them off. I don't think Miami's a bad team. I had them in a lot of my brackets. I don't think I did in the podcast bracket, but I had them in a lot of brackets where I had them winning. I had them in the, I think, Elite Eight a few times. Um, out of the five I made, and I just I think they're a solid team, and I think they matched up well against Auburn, and I don't I think Auburn isn't as great as they would like to think that they are, but I guess you know that happens every year with one of the top teams, at least one of them. Now let's let's also jump to a couple more quick topics before we go to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, Duke, Michigan State. It was going to be Coach K's last game at some Coach point. Coach K's retirement party didn't quite happen. Um, I saw it was the highest rated. Yeah, game on uh, a long time in the NCAA tournament. I mean, obviously, well, that's not a really a surprise. Blue buds, they had blue buds. Coach K and, Co- and and Tom Rizzo. I was going to draw the attention. But the, the the key also, I think, is we're going to talk Big Ten because we're from the Big Ten. I mean, the SEC took it on the chin, but the Big Ten took it on the chin for sure this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we on Sunday lost four straight games: Illinois, Ohio State, Wisconsin. And was there another one? That was, I think so. There was a fourth Big Ten team that lost in a row. Yeah, no, off the top of my head, Illinois. Who we say now? Illinois, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Um, another team somewhere. The Big Ten just like oh, yeah. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, that, there you go. Those are four. Um, lost know, in a row again. The Big Ten, I think, that doesn't mean much, and and I guess in the sense, like to me, Illinois was a flawed team from the get go. We, I think, you told me. They have the highest ceiling, but they probably could have been the first team to lose any game, which yeah. is definitely true. You said that for a while now. Both games, I mean, they could have very easily lost to Chattanooga, and then they they did lose to um, Houston. Um, and then that, and I'm not not saying that they lost because of the technical from the dunk, but I think that's terrible. Right. It's just ridiculous how they call those. They call them at the high school level, and they call it the college level. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I know you're an Ohio State fan, but you look at someone like Evan Turner who broke his back when he dunked and lost control of the rim. And I mean, is that what they want them to do? I don't really understand how they can't hang on the rim for two seconds and gather them in momentum and not break something. So, I don't and know. Ohio State came in kind of rough, actually won a really rough game against Loyola, and they made it interesting for a few minutes in that second half, but... I don't know if anybody ever really thought they were going to carry the Big Ten torch. A lot of people liked Wisconsin. Wisconsin was playing a home game in Milwaukee, had the entire score on their point, side, basically. and sucked. their offense 
Boy, I tell you what, it could make you vomit. So we won't really talk much about that. And Michigan State's offense really all year has been struggling, too. They got hot. They hit, I can't tell you how many threes. We that was their, probably their probably. best game they've played all year, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. So I mean, I think at one point they were about 12 of 16 from three or something like that. I mean, they just shot the ball amazing from three. Um, so, and I mean, I didn't. I know a Duke had more free throws at the beginning, but then Michigan State got some free throws at the end, so I don't think it was like officiated poorly. I think I think it was just a really good game, and it went back and forth. And I mean, Izzo likes the transition game, and they got some transition easy transition buckets. And I think that's just, I mean, Duke has firepower. Duke has more firepower, but I think Michigan State had, you know, more more fundamental. Uh, a system, I guess, to get better shot, to get good shots. Where I think Duke just has better players yeah, to get those shots. Overall talent, and Purdue. Well, we'll talk about Purdue in a few minutes. But I mean, just off the top of our head, they've looked pretty easy. They they beat up on poor Yale. They won by ten over Texas. Well, I, I didn't realize it was they were only up two or three, and then um, you, um, Jade Nivey hit a three. So, I mean, it was actually a pretty good game. Yeah, I didn't I, realize that. I didn't get to watch it that much. But. I, mean, I don't know about you, but if I was a Purdue fan and I had to play St. Peter's. Well, yeah, I'd be it, really excited about that, pretty, the chances of that, too. But it seemed pretty good. But anyway. They did the same thing about Kentucky, so. That's true. So, the Big Ten, we, we'll be the first to say we kind of thought, even though we just kind of well, said. Well, Illinois was a letdown. I mean, that yeah. that's a letdown, I think. I mean, not that Wisconsin was like this fighting, you know, Destroyer, be in the Sweet 16, but they obviously, they yeah, who they were playing, they should have been in the Sweet 16. I wish Ohio State would have played and Iowa State. An Iowa State, a team that's lost before the tournament, I think their last three games about about 100 points. So, I mean, they were limping into the tournament and then beat LSU and then beat Wisconsin. So, yeah, um, yeah I I think that's Illinois was definitely a letdown. Um, I mean, Ohio State lost to, a, I would say, a pretty good Villanova team. I, they they were better than I thought they would be. They are very fundamental. They're just a really well-coached team, I think. Um, I think Ohio State played a good game. They came down, and they had they only down two points with a couple minutes left to go, and then they just couldn't couldn't um, get it, couldn't win the game at the end. But, I mean, nothing well, to be ashamed of. Yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. But, I mean, obviously, I think we had higher hopes for the Big Ten. Yeah, without question, and, had higher um, hopes. just didn't really quite pan out. So, well, out of the top, yeah, because you think about Iowa, I mean, they yeah, one of the hottest, hotter teams uh, in the country in the first round. So, and then Illinois was one of the top teams. Obviously, Purdue as well. Obviously, they're actually playing in the Sweet 16. But, you know, um, I mean, Michigan State just got a tough draw with playing um, Duke. But at yeah. the same time, they played Davidson and really were, I would say, I very lucky Michigan to win that State game, too. down here where Miami was, I think Michigan State could beat Auburn. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, it's just one of those things where it just it happened to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just a quick summary of where the Sweet 16 was. The the epic matchup with Coach K, he continues on. The Big Ten basically laid somewhat of an egg. And what I, I also say that in the sense that a lot of people had even argued Michigan being, I guess, quote-unquote, maybe one of the, uh, you know, not team was going to do much in the, in the tournament. Well, you know, they're, they're kind of carrying the banner. So, again, just an odd year for the Big Ten. Rutgers, you know, they lost right off the bat, too. So, again, just an Indiana <laughs> loses by 30 yeah. after getting through the first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, just kind of, again, I would have thought with as many teams as they got in, maybe they would have had a better chance, especially when you look at, I think, up the matchups, like Wisconsin. I mean, when are you ever going to have to pay Col- play Colgate and Iowa State to go to the Sweet 16? I mean, oh, you're not home. that again. So, yeah, at home. So Basically, so. Anyway, so now Sweet 16 matchups. Here we go. Let's talk. Let's make some predictions where we think 
Let's start in the Midwest. That's where we have, I'm sorry, let's start in the South, where we have Arizona and Houston. What, what are you thinking about that matchup? I mean, if you look at Arizona, you look at a team that's just a really big athletic team. I think Houston's kind of similar in their athleticism. It's just that um, there are lots, I would say, I, don't, I guess I don't know the roster that well, but I think they're extremely athletic, but they're just not as big as Arizona is. Arizona's athletic, but extremely big. Um, I don't know what to say. I feel like I got to go with Houston just because they did beat Illinois, which is a big team as well, and Arizona kind of isn't, I would say, playing their best basketball right now. But uh, you never know. Yeah, I think I would take – I think Arizona had their scare. I think Houston, even though they made it to the final board last year, my money would probably be on Arizona at this point. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know much about Arizona. And I don't know much about Houston besides watching them kind of beat up on Illinois the other day. Um, I, tell you what, I think this will be a very exciting game to watch, though. Arizona-Houston, I think, is going to be a game for the fireworks. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll take Arizona if you want Houston. Okay, I got Houston. The next one, Michigan and Villanova. This one's hard for me. But uh, Michigan beat a good Tennessee team, and... I don't know if it was a Tennessee team that just didn't play well or if Michigan's defense maybe kind of frustrated them. I would have to like really watch it again to really know. Um, but I think one thing that Villanova without question has over Michigan is fundamentally sound basketball team. I think they're just coached really well. Um, they don't have anybody that feels they need to hit the home run every single time they touch the ball. Uh, they just have a team that is willing to play with each other and, and make smart plays and, and be there and help defense, and they just play winning basketball. They don't have that true stud. I mean, they have uh, Gleps, Gleps, whatever the point guard's name, Connor Gleps, or I don't know how you say it. I know that's, I'm not saying it right, but... Um, and then Samuels, are, like I don't know if he's power forward or something like that, but he's obviously a very good player. But they got a bunch of just really good players. I wouldn't really say they have probably an All-American, but I think I'd probably go with Villanova in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think Michigan's probably got the most impressive win of the tournament besides St. Peter's. I mean, beating yeah. Kentucky basically in their backyard in Indiana. Um, I mean, Tennessee was, they won the SEC title. They got pure shooters. They were without question, I think, the hottest team coming into the tournament. Um, so I think Michigan's got probably the second most impressive win. And you were telling me all day on Sunday, and I agree, Villanova is probably the most fundamentally sound basketball team left in the tournament. So th the bottom line is this. If Michigan turns the basketball over like they did Saturday, they're going to lose. It's as simple as that. Um, they got an All-American that can take over a game. Um, I think they're coming off of momentum. I think the whole Juwan Howard thing kind of lit a fire under them. Um, you just said it yourself. Momentum is as big as appetizer as it gets i watched michigan shut down tennessee i watched every second of that game um i think michigan i think michigan wins this game i think it's going to be again you just talked about exciting between arizona and houston i think this game's going to come down to the absolute probably who gets the ball last but i think michigan should feel confident what they did against tennessee and I think villanova just a good team i mean they're just a good team if if, if michigan doesn't play Right, they're going to lose, but I think I the think more likelihood is energy, and I think Michigan wins the game. 
if if this game isn't close, I think it's more likely that Villanova would be the one that kind of blows yeah. them out. I don't think Michigan blows out Villanova. Uh, I think they're just too good, um, too sound of a basketball team uh, to get blown out. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I that if it turned out that way, but I, I don't. My just my personal opinion. I don't think it's going to. I think Tennessee's a more volatile team than than Villanova. Villanova's just as sound as they come. Mm-hmm. Again, play smart, play sound. Maybe they do win if Michigan turns the ball over. I hope makes, you're right. Yeah, Hunter Dickinson played, I think, really bad on Saturday night. I don't know what his statistics were. He turned the ball over a lot. He looked as nonchalant as I've ever seen him. He looked like he was packing it in to go to the NBA, to be honest with you. And Jones got injured again, didn't play the second half. I so assume Michigan, he'll be back. Yeah, I think he'll be back. But, I mean, if anything, it's built more momentum. I think that's right. I think bench. it's a good thing when you so, have you know one of your best guys um, out so other guys have to step up. I think that's kind of what has happened. Not that Frankie uh, Frankie Collins their point guard in the absence of Devontae Jones has really done that much. But the first game, he did have 14 points. I think he was 6-7 from the floor. Um, hit one of his had probably his first three in about two and a half, three months. Um, so that's a good sign. But then the next game, he kind of just was a facilitator. He wasn't really uh, shooting the basketball. I only had two points, but he's a good athlete. Um, I think he'll be someone that's very hard for them to guard from their point guard position. Uh, so... Interesting and, matchup, but I think you probably say about every matchup in the 316. And so. when I said that about Hunter, he did make a couple quick threes to start the game, which at least got Michigan, I feel like, thinking they can make some threes, which we know they've kind of been a little anemic at as well. So, anyways, I'll take Michigan. I'll take Michigan, Arizona, and the Elite Eight. And, um, well, I guess we'll just leave it there so I don't have to make a prediction on that one yet. Uh, yeah, today we'll we, just do the 316. As we go down to the Midwest, um, Kansas and Providence. I don't know how Providence keeps winning. They should have lost to South Dakota State, according to everybody. They should have lost to whoever. I mean, the bottom line is Providence looks like they're playing with momentum, playing with energy. Kansas is not necessarily a great shooting team. Kansas is just good because they got Kansas players, but that's good enough for me. I really don't know what to say about this game. I don't like Kansas. I don't think Providence as much, so I'll take Kansas. Yeah, I think nine times out of ten, Kansas wins this, wins this game. Um, I think Kansas is probably the better team. I think Providence is kind of a team that no one has believed in at all. Um, so I'm still going to go with Kansas. So. Now, what is that noise I hear? It sounds like a storm warning, folks. Oh, gosh. Because we got Iowa State Cyclones and the Miami Hurricanes. We got a a full weatherman outing here in Chicago. Um, two teams, Iowa State, that um, I think some of us on Sundays, we probably could put together a team that looks a little better at the Jay-Zoo gym. Um, Miami, Miami, I think, is just the better team. They play in the better conference. Yeah, they I have think the better athletes. I think God. Iowa State, I don't know how they beat Wisconsin. I don't know how Iowa they beat LSU because LSU's um, in the biggest turmoil we've seen in a while in college basketball. I'll take Miami. I hate to say this, but this bracket to me is just all-time yawner. I this These are the two games that I could care least to watch. I'll watch them probably because I'll have nothing else to do in my life, but they both can just, I don't I don't even know. Miami, I don't even know if they have any basketball fans. I mean, so I'll take Miami over Iowa State because I think um, I like Hurricanes. There we go. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't really have anything to say. I think Miami is <laughs> the better basketball team. I like Miami. I liked them against Auburn. Um, I 
definitely like them against Iowa State. So Iowa State will probably win, but I'll yeah. pick Miami. All right, good. So we're on the same page in the Midwest. The bracket that's kind of, to me, just an absolute snoozer. It's just put me to sleep, and oh, my Lord. Um, if we start in the East now, let's talk about Cinderella, St. Peter's versus Purdue. St. Peter's fights. They, they, they get off quickly. They don't fall behind. They hang in there. That might be, to me, what has kept them in these two games. They haven't gotten down. I'm afraid that if St. Peter's gets down, they might not be able to get back up, folks. So I think in the end, as much as I would love to see St. Peter's win, this sets up for Purdue. If Purdue loses this, Matt Painter should resign. Oh. Purdue should quit basketball. You will never have a better opportunity Just to make. defund the program and fund everywhere else. I mean, defund Purdue. Be done with it. Move on. Purdue, you better win. There's just absolutely no way you can lose to St. Peter's. We know who they are now. We know what St. Peter's does well. You heard the, the St. Peter's coach say that they're from, um, you know, he's got boys. New Jersey and New York. So I don't know. That kind of scares me. I wouldn't want to meet those um, situations out there on the street. But I, I, I don't think this is going to be a street fight. I think Purdue's just got more talent. I mean, again, if this doesn't set up, I think for – um, Matt Painter and Purdue, I don't know when it will. So the pressure's the, – the, here's the crazy thing, though. I guess the one thing I discount, the pressure's on Purdue. Well, without Peter's question. Coming in. The pressure was on Kentucky to beat uh, St. Peter's. Well, and I don't win. even think there was pressure on that. I just – you should have. But now I think in the Sweet 16 matchup, we all know who St. Peter's is, though. And I think Purdue probably does. I'm going to say this. If in the first 10 minutes – St. Peter's doesn't get blown out, then I think it could be a, a, a second-half game. But I'm afraid Purdue's going to come out hot. They hit some shots early, get St. Peter's down, you know, like 15 to 4 or something, and I think probably just run away with it. So I'll take Purdue. I would love to see St. Peter's win, but, folks, it ain't happening. Lock, stock, and barrel bet the house. So in this game, uh, I've kind of said it to you. I think I said it to someone. I don't know. Maybe it was you or not. Um Purdue has this guy named uh, what's his name Zach Eady. Yep. He's about seven foot four, three hundred pounds. And if you look at the St. Peter's roster, the biggest guy is six foot ten, two hundred twenty five pounds. So um, that's a whopping um, half a foot and seventy five pounds of difference in size. So um, half a foot's not bad. So back to the basketball topic. Um, I don't know how you they can really stop him. I don't know if it's a combination of, and I don't even think you can really front ED because I don't. They'd have to play such fundamental basketball that I still don't think that'd even work fronting him. Uh, they'll still be able to throw it over the top, and I doubt you can really have a person backing him with a Purdue team that's got some shooters. Um, and I'm not to mention they got Jaden Ivy, which no one on that roster can go for him as well. So um, I think. Zach Eady and Jaden Ivey could play two on five and probably almost. What do you think the game. line is for this game? Like the spread? Yeah. Um, Purdue, 12 and a half. Okay, you must, you just saw that. You were looking at me. No, I didn't. All right, well, Purdue's a 12 and a half point favorite. Oh, so. well, that was actually a guess. I have no, I didn't know. I, I did not know that. Um, but anyways, I I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'd love to see St. Peter's win. Um... But in the end, I, I just think it, it just this this has to be. If Ohio State was playing St. Peter's and they lost, I would defund the Ohio it's, State. It's Purdue. They're not going to lose. 
so good. Um, and then the game that I think, let me see what the over is on this game. You if they do lose, then the coach for St. Peter should be switched out with the Purdue coach, Matt Painter, now. The over on yesterday. North Carolina, UCLA is 141. Folks, take the over. Yeah, I, don't, that would be, wait, I, mean, I think it's going to be higher scoring than that. Smokes. I think this Unless is they just have a terrible shooting night. Yeah, I think this but is neither of those teams are going to be teams that score less than 70 points. No. I think that's going to be the highest scoring game, actually, of the Sweet 16. Lock, stock, and barrel. I I, I think UCLA is going to win the game. I know North Carolina is coming in hot. I'm going to tell you what, though. Those last 10 minutes of that basketball game against Baylor scared the living crap out of me. If I was a North Car- I think I was texting you, Stephen, saying, I wish I knew a true North Carolina fan because I can't imagine what was going through their their stomachs as that game was progressing. Um, it'd be great to see the Tar Heels go a little bit further, but I think in the end UCLA is going to win this game. I I just I think they're they're more. I just I don't know. I just there's something in my gut that says UCLA is going to win this game. UCLA actually is the favorite, just two and a half points. I think it's going to be the highest scoring game, um, but I'll take UCLA. So I'm going to go a different route <clears throat> um, because we can't agree on everything. It wouldn't really make it any fun. Um, I think UCLA is a more balanced team. I think they're more of a slow and steady team where I think UCLA kind of has the more ups and downs. And I think UCLA kind of actually has the players to match up well against UCLA. Um, I think they're playing pretty well right now. Um, I mean, the last 10 minutes of the game on Saturday – um, one of their starters got ejected. Uh, I think two starters also got fouled out. Um, and then they just played the best press in the country. Um, not that it was making an excuse to lose a 25-point lead, but they still did win the game in overtime. So I, I'm going to stick with North Carolina. I think they're a really good basketball team. Um, I think that UCLA kind of has been um, kind of going through the motions. I mean, they barely beat Akron which, I mean, would have been a hell of a win for Eric, and I wish they could have got that one. Um, but they did kind of, they didn't beat up on St. Mary's, but they kind of just won the game. They were winning from start to finish, it seemed like. Um, so I'm going to stick with North Carolina just, just to have a different matchup than you. Go for it. Um, now the West bracket. That's the bracket we all want to see. That's the bracket where we got Gonzaga and Duke. It's going to be the most exciting brackets, the one everyone's looking forward to, I think. Um, and probably the line of the century is basically Texas Tech and Duke is a pick em game. Um, There's no way it's Coach K's retirement party on Thursday or whatever day, well, Friday night. I'm going with Duke. Number one, I have no more horse in the race, so I'm going to go with, with Duke to win the whole thing eventually. But I just think in the end... Um, I know, I know, I picked Gonzaga, but I'm gonna change my, I'm gonna change it. <laughs> okay. I, I just feel like Duke is. I think Duke. I tell you what, when Duke was down five points, I mean, I thought this game was over. I mean, I, I had tears in my eyes. I was ready to wish Coach K a, a fond retirement, um, unless he wants to come to Columbus, Ohio. But I think in the end, uh, this team's not ready to lose. Texas Tech is a dangerous team. I think they're a scrappy team. I think they they're gonna play really tough. But I just, there's no way Coach K is losing to Texas Tech, folks. No way. Yeah, we told you the same thing last week that there was no way Duke was going to lose to Michigan State. And I think Michigan State played 
I'm almost I'm a perfect game and still lost. Um, I don't think there's any way that Texas Tech is going to beat Duke. I just there's no possible way that they can Texas win that Tech game. Texas Tech is a good defensive team. I think. Um, I think offensively they can be challenged sometimes, but you know they 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 played in the obviously the Big Twelve. They they beat great teams. So obviously, I think they have the talent to compete with Duke. I guess the idea just is Duke can't lose to Texas Tech in basketball. Um, it's it's uh, could it go either way? Yeah, I mean I think the bookies know something. I mean when they basically make this a pick'em game, I think they do it for a reason. They know this is going to be a close game, um, and I think Duke though in the end, just like they did in the Michigan State game, rallies, comes through, finishes in the end, and Coach K is on to another elite eight. Yep, I agree. So I think uh, I have Duke. Already penciled in. And now what could be one of the more uglier games, yeah, I think, in the NCAA tournament, game. folks. If you watched Arkansas and New Mexico State, you probably lost a year of your life because that was one of the most disgusting, pathetic offensive games in the history. I'm going to tell you right now, we got a Jay-Zoo basketball team that could have scored more points against them. Um, it was bad. Um, Arkansas won. I thought Arkansas was a running team. I thought Arkansas was a scoring team. But I got news for you. That that what I saw Saturday was garbage. And I think Gonzaga uh, Gonzaga wins. This is going to be a blowout. There's no doubt in my mind. Gonzaga wins. Yeah, I think I got Gonzaga Gonzaga comfortably winning this game. I don't really think Arkansas is going to even put a scare on them. Unless Gonzaga plays a terrible, I just can't shoot the ball because Arkansas didn't look like they can score. So I would say Gonzaga can score in a lot of different ways. So I think they're just a good basketball team. So I think that they usually don't have much of a problem scoring. So give me Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm looking here at the line, Gonzaga by nine and a half. I would say that's a pretty solid. I think they'll win more than by nine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I just think in the end, without question, there's no doubt about it in my mind. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I get you. You play somewhat to your opponents. Obviously, New Mexico was a scrappy team, right? I mean, they obviously had a decent defense. I, I find what's interesting in this tournament so far. We've seen some of the most offensively challenged teams, I think, in the history of the tournament advance, um, and we've seen some some teams that can score some points as well. I mean. Wow, I just I, I'm looking back here at this Iowa State game again. If you watch that versus Wisconsin the other night, wow. Um, and Arkansas, I just I, I don't know how they're going to compete with Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is hot. I think they're excited. And if true, if if it all comes out, it's going to be Gonzaga, Duke, and the Elite Eight. I think a lot of people already have that in their bracket. I think that's the game everybody wants to see. And I'm going to tell you what I don't know is that game Friday or. Thursday, the the Gonzaga's It bracket. should be um, um, Thursday, Friday. Let's see here real quick for you. Looks like that game is on... Oh, well, no. It would be on Thursday then, because they're both playing on Thursday. I mean, it would be on Saturday. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I hope Saturday night we're sitting and we're watching Coach K versus Mark View. I hope it's. I think fantastic. you'll get that. I think you will. I think it's to be one of the most watched games. I think it probably will beat the Michigan State Duke game. I think yeah. I think uh, it has everything. 
There's no doubt. It, it's going to have the national championship feel if it happens. I'm going to tell you what. Because I think almost everyone would want Duke to win, and the only, team, only areas that would want Gonzaga to win is the campus. It's going to be a real killer if one of them wins, though. Yeah, it would be a real... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, um, so anyways, that's the matchup we all want to see. That's, I think, the most energy going forward. Um, but if you think about it, I guess also in the South, if Arizona and Villanova both win, they'll get the 1-2 matchup as well. And the other two brackets have just essentially, I mean, Kansas still in as a one, but the bottom of that bracket's butchered itself. And I guess the, the, the East bracket's kind of butchered itself too. I mean... You could get a UCLA-Purdue, which would be, what, a 3-4 matchup or something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which obviously is pretty decent, but um, we already said Baylor was the weakest number one, and obviously Kentucky was the weakest number two. Um, but again, if I, if I could wish one thing, if one if one thing would happen, it would be pretty cool to see St. Peter's. If, if I had my dream weekend, I'd want to see Gonzaga-Duke in the Elite Eight. I'd love to see St. Peter's win. be fun obviously for you to see Michigan advance and in that Midwest bracket remember that's the bracket I'm not talking about that's the Dallas Cowboy bracket we don't talk about them on this show period yeah I hope I see Gonzaga Duke and hopefully I see Michigan play the winner of Houston and Arizona but I'm not gonna get my hopes up and think that they'll beat Villanova yeah. good good Villanova team so it's gonna be interesting so I definitely think again we, we got ourselves um a pretty exciting tournament. We're still, we don't really still have a buzzer beater yet. Um, we got more overtime games. We got exciting games. Just no buzzer beaters. That buzzer beater. But that's. Well, they've had shots at buzzer beaters. Yeah. They just haven't obviously gone in. Uh, you know, maybe that means the best is yet to come. Like, maybe we'll have a half court shot like Gonzaga last year or something. So yeah, off the back. <laughs> you never know. Anything can happen. So there we go. There's our Sweet 16 preview. A lot of good stuff there. Bet accordingly. Open your pocketbooks. Win some money on Thursday, Friday. We'll be back this weekend to preview the Elite Eight. And until then, enjoy the games.